This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m. You're on Reality Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Uh, remember, please, you can send me a text to 2057 or an email at inbox at realitycheck.radio. Well, how much do we spend our time complaining about the youth of the day? We seem to be like those old Greeks, you know, nothing's right about them. Well, I think we've found a listener with a boy got pretty much going for him. Sounds like everything's right. Uh, good morning, Lucas. Good morning. Yeah. You're a worker, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why do you like working? Uh, just, I guess, keeps me busy and... Um, I know, like lots of, I've got lots of time free, so I thought I'd fill it in and do my best to learn a bunch of new things. And you've been in business since you were eight. Yes, yeah. So my mum helped me um, start a lawn mowing business when I was eight, and would have around, oh, have a round of three lawns or something like that every two two weeks and that eventually grew over up until now which until recently where we had eight lawns so yeah so for 10 years you've been mowing lawns every week or two yeah yeah and um you've got the same customers or have there been a high turnover yeah it's kind of slowly turned over over the years so we've had a couple since what, since I was 10, I think, <laughs> Some, since I was nine. But, yeah, probably all of them have been refreshed, I'd say. And what, do you have your own lawnmower? Yeah. Yeah, so we started off with just my mum's one that she used for um, the backyard. And then I actually went and bought a mower off my first client for $20 or something, and it wasn't very good, but it, that did the job. Um, well, his then, his first client. I just want to jump in there. Is the friend that uh, he's staying with in Australia at the moment? Oh, I should say yeah. that this is Tanya, his mum. And I was having a discussion with myself about who to have first, and I thought I'd grab Lucas because mum said she does the talking. <laughs> uh, tell me, mum, Tanya. Uh, it's Tanya Chapel and Lucas Chapel, and we've got them on because they're keen listeners. And we got hearing about what Lucas and his mum had got up to over the lockdown, which we'll get to. But I got fascinated by the fact that we have an eight-year-old who was in business, sorry, an 18-year-old who's been in the same business since he was eight, uh, maintained a customer business, made money, uh, supported himself, uh, done well at school and done very well at sport and has got plans for the future. And not only that, he did something very entrepreneurial during the lockdown but tell me, Tanya, tell me a little bit about your circumstance and Lucas. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have jumped in there. Um, it was a test uh, so to see how I long. Thought, it was a test to see how long a mum can go. I would, well, without I was interrupting to see if he her was, son. <laughs> I was waiting to see if he was going to mention his very first client is the lady that he's actually staying with in Australia. Oh, yeah. So. So she um, left New Zealand for Australia, but kept in contact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've known her for a long, long time, but she was the first one that gave Lucas the opportunity to mow her lawn. 
and she had the stungery old mower. I shouldn't say that, actually. It was a mower um, that she gave Lucas, but I actually said, no, you can actually pay for it because if you don't pay for it, it doesn't have any value. So he paid $20 for it. Mm. So tell me about your philosophy of raising Lucas. Oh, wow. I didn't really have one. Um, the my whole goal was to just trying to trying to raise a good human. Um, so I didn't really have a um, what do you call it manual on it. I didn't have too many ideas, and I was by myself. Um, and I thought, well, I've just got to do the best I can and teach him as much as I can. And my big thing, I guess, I would call myself an old school parent. Mm-hmm. So my big thing was to teach him how to be responsible and accountable and um, reliable and have a good work ethic and not to let people down and stuff like that. How do you teach someone to have a work ethic? Put them to work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because when I look back on it, my father didn't teach me a thing, but he taught me everything. But he taught me just by doing it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like he never sat down and taught me how to work hard. He just worked hard. And he never sat down to teach me to be honest. He was just honest. And then there was something about him, and I'm going to say members of that generation, that just had an expectation that hung across you, right? So he never said you've got to work hard but you had a big sense that you'd be a terrible disappointment if you didn't give it everything you had every day of your life. You know what I mean? And um, I don't see us doing that now to our kids, and that's why I'm interested in you, because short of farmers, um, we tend to let kids have an extended play now till they're about 30. Right. Don't we? Yeah. Mm. That's not how our house operated. And, of course, you're on your own, so he's got to pull his weight. Absolutely. Um, That's exactly what it was like here. And my view was we all live in the house, we all clean the house, we all help. Mm. And you yourself yourself were working? uh, Yeah, I've done all sorts of different jobs. And, I mean, example, I had one job. Lucas was an intermediate at the time. And I had to leave at seven in the morning and I didn't get home until five at night. And I said to him, right, you're going to have to help. Uh, we had pets and, you know, a dog and a cat and stuff like that. Um, you're going to have to help out here because I'm not going to be around to do all of this stuff. And after the first week, I came home on a Friday and walked in the door and Lucas said, right, I've done the vacuuming. I've got tea on. And can you hurry up and take your work clothes off so I can put a load of washing on? <laughs> went, How old was he? What? How old well, is it? Uh, intermediate. What's that? 13, 13 or 14. Eh? No, it'd be less than that. What's intermediate years? I don't know. 11 and 12. Yeah, something oh. like that. And he yeah. had to get himself to school and sort his lunch out and get himself home and get himself to um, sports practices where I'd go and pick him up afterwards, stuff like that. He um, One story I really like, he had piano lessons as well. Um, and I worked really hard to get all this stuff for him as well. Um, so he had piano lessons, and at Intermediate, he had made a cake. And so he rode, I shouldn't actually say this publicly, but he rode his bike home with holding the cake in one hand upright. 
with one hand on the handlebars, dropped it off at home, and then raced off to his um, piano lesson. Nice. Now, um, I just lost my complete chain of thought thinking about imbalancing that cake. Uh, isn't that crazy? Did you feel, Tanya, different to the other parents at school and how you were raising them? Absolutely. Yes. Tell me. Um, I guess there's a lot of, okay, well, I'll start off with two parent families because what I did work out was a bonus to have a second person, that because there was only one of me, there was no room to indulge. You know, I couldn't, there wasn't ever that opportunity to say, I'll go and talk to the other person about it. And there was also two people to do everything. So the kids, and I coach lots of sports teams. I coach the hockey and um, the cricket, and I did a bit of softball and stuff like that. And it was always just me. And I was thinking, you know, I was the one that would volunteer. I've got the least amount of time, and I would be the one there. And I found that they... um, I guess I observed that other parents didn't seem to actually I shouldn't say that it's very judgmental. No, no, they didn't seem to have as much they couldn't fit in as much as what I would fit in. It's that old story about ask a busy person if you want something done. Yeah, yeah. But they and because there's two of them, the kids didn't seem to be as capable or as not actually that's not true either. All kids are capable if you give them the opportunity. They didn't seem to be as motivated or um, didn't have that certain sort of thought pattern to look for opportunities and and be creative and stuff like that because I think a lot of stuff was done for them. The thing I observe is that men don't seem to be very manly and the mums seem to be overly motherly. You know what I mean? That mother, oh, yeah. mother, mother, mother. I got mother. Father's Day cards. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, helping kids – helping kids get their shoes on, helping kids get their jacket on. Um, I see parents uh, taking their kids to school in the car and carrying their bags for them. And you think, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Um, Mum carrying a kid, a boy's bag? No, no, no. So, Lucas, did you feel different growing up with your mum, having a sole mum uh, as a parent and having a mum that's a bit hard-assed? Yeah, I'd say quite a bit different from just all the other kids at primary school. But You felt it? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, not significantly, but I'd say there's a difference. Um, just I know the other kids at school just didn't seem to value time as much. Mm. Value it, their, yeah. Do you think you learnt that off your mum or do you think it's genetic, it's in her? Um, hmm. Yeah, I'd say maybe learnt it. Oh, I'm not too sure. Maybe maybe it's genetics, but I'd say you could teach people to value things. Who's um, mowing the lawns while you're in Australia? So we actually, I had to give away my business because I'm taking the year off. Okay. Um, so we were mowing them up until about April. And then we started, a boy at roller hockey said he was quite keen and I thought I may as well like carry it on and see if I can find another business kid. Good. So I got another uh, friend to do, to do, I think he's 14, 
to start it and pick it up from April, and he's still going now. Great. Now tell me what you learned, you think, in hindsight from having this business for 10 years. I'd say lots of just dedication and stuff So, because sometimes you just didn't really feel like, I know the first couple of years or maybe not years, months, Tanya had to kind of push me to actually, it's your business, go in it like, we need to get out and do the lawns and it's up to the parent to push the kids. And then at some point, I don't know when, but it just switched where you start being motivated and even though you don't really want to go out in the winter and the rain to mow lawns, you kind of have to. to as a, and how did you price the job? How were you paid? By the hour, by the lawn, by the week? We started off with just for the – just a rough estimate of the lawn. We looked at it and said it will take about this long. But later on, we kind of did a dollar a minute. We thought that was quite – worked out quite well. So A dollar a minute? Yeah, because wow. Tony and I are quick. So um, that includes all the fuel and travel usually. Yes. So if and- it took us, yeah, 15 minutes, it would be $15, $20. Yeah. And would you have to travel to some of these, uh, like you'd have, because you've got a lawnmower, did your mum sometimes have to take you in the car with the lawnmower in it to get to the job? Yeah, so that was, um, originally Tanya wanted me to see the price, like have all the business expenses, including car fuel. So originally she wanted me to pay for travel because a lot of the jobs aren't close by. We had a couple that were 15, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we negotiated and decided that if I mow the home lawns, you know, every two weeks or so, then she'll cover the price of travelling uh, around yeah. with us. So. Did you there was a little about- bit more to that. It was a little bit more. So, yeah, I wanted him to be aware that, um, you know, costs of business include your travelling costs. So I used to charge him a little bit, not much. But but the reason why I stopped that um, was I've never given him pocket money. I have not bought him really anything. You know, he gets Christmas presents and birthday presents. And so I said to him, so my part of this, driving you to the jobs and helping you out and stuff like that is my contribution to pocket money that you've never had. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But he did negotiate the prices down earlier than that. He goes, well, <laughs> he was the one who negotiated. What about if I do this and then you drop the travel costs to this? And I was like, yeah, right then, good negotiating. <laughs> did you find that growing up in your household, Lucas, was a bit what we might say transactional, but capitalist? Uh, well, not too much, just odd negotiations. So. You felt the love still? Yeah, yeah. It's still family house. Did you have did you have to put the price up of mowing the lawns for someone that had been there a long time? Did you have to say, look, um, things have gone up. I'm going to have to increase the price. Yeah, did that a couple of times for the ones that stayed at quite a stayed with us for a few years. Um, put it up twice, I think, two or three times, just four dollar increases. I think just to keep up with inflation. Because uh, that's quite hard in a business, isn't it? Because yeah. you have your customers and then everything's happy, but then you're looking at your costs going up and you think, yeah. well, I feel like I need to put the price up, but the 
customer's going to look at me and say, well, it used to cost X last week and now it's Y, but it's still the same thing. Yeah. And then they start thinking about it. And it also makes them a little, it, it can potentially make them a little bit grumpy. But you just have yeah. to bite the bullet on that. Yeah, well, luckily all my customers were really nice and I think they were willing to put the price up even for the same product because they understand the mm. And what were you what were you doing with your money, Lucas? Oh, a lot of the time I was saving it, just save up for I know a big purchase. I think my first one was a tablet. Nice. Something. Um saved up for that and then just kept I think the next one was a fishing kayak and stuff like that. Um, wow, big stuff, not little stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't really I wouldn't spend money too often on little like toy things that and I did I hear it correctly that you learnt the piano as well? Yes. Yeah. I did that for six years. Do you yeah. still play? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't done lessons in a while. In I guess it's I guess it's quite hard when you're moving around because you know you don't take yeah. a piano with you. So yeah. how did you go at school? Um, pretty good. I think throughout most of school I was doing average because I don't know, I didn't really I feel like I understood a lot of the academic stuff, understand the concepts, but I wasn't very good at tests. Mm -hmm. So um but then in the later years of high school, year twelve and thirteen, I Start the grades got quite good because I always tried my best. It would just not result in mm. a really good mark. So year twelve and thirteen, it just picked up. And year thirteen, I got top of three subjects: so economics, accounting, and graphics. Wow, um, good for you! Top. Yeah, oh so goodness. I think sixteen hundred boys. So goodness me, it was and. I was Happy with that. And you did a little bit of sport? Yeah, lots of hockey, a lot. Is hockey a good sport? Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, pr that pretty much went from April to October every year of school. And mum was your coach all the way through or just some other time? Uh, she coached up until high school, I think, mm. kind of. So primary school and then a little bit intermediate and then high school, um, it was she kind of just would review the game with me <laughs> after each game because I would always talk about how it went and stuff like that. And yeah. are you still playing hockey? Yeah. So I was playing hockey last season, um, but this year, <laughs> sorry, I just saw Tanya doing something. <laughs> um this year I'm still I'm playing in Australia. Uh, I played for half the season, and the finals are coming up next week and the week after. Um, and I actually got offered uh, by a company in Queensland to represent Queensland in uh, a Europe tour. So I joined no a team, way. go around Europe playing hockey for 20 days. So that's coming up next year. So you must be. Hot at hockey, I'd say pretty good for for my age. Yeah, is that a what's hockey about? When I was at school, 
Our phys ed teacher said, I'm not about to give you boys hockey sticks because you fight as it is. And the idea of giving you weapons um, isn't going to happen. So I never played hockey in my life. I've watched it and my kids played it one season. What's the skill that you need in hockey? Obviously, you've got to have good eye coordination. I guess you've got to have a strategy like soccer about getting down the field and you've got to be fast. It must be quite yeah. hard. Yeah, I'd say actually quite a big part of it's also mental game, which I found out early in high school. Oh, um, really? Just because you might do a bad pass, and if you dwell on that the whole game, yes, you just go downhill from there. But um, yeah, I'd say coordination, hand-eye coordination with the stick, like racket sports, and just practice. And you practiced a lot and played a lot. Yeah, Is it hard? Is it hard to find yourself in a new team because they're not where you think they're going to be or can you quickly slot into a new team? I'd say I, I can quickly slot. I slotted in the team I'm playing in now pretty quickly. Um, I'd say because they have different strategies, especially in yeah. Australia and New Zealand, but mm. still the same basic skills mm. and concepts. That you Did you – they – they must have found you quite exciting, given that you're, let's just say, modestly better than average. They must have been quite excited for you turning up to play with them. Yeah, they seemed pretty excited. Um, <laughs> did they uh, know how good you were before you took to the field, or did they get a fright on the day? I think they got a fright on the day because <laughs> I got an email just saying, yeah, you can show up for practice because I played for all the clubs here. Yeah. Well, not applied, just contacted them. And these guys were the first ones I, um, they, that got back to me. So I showed up to practice and played some, scored a few goals, and they were like, oh, definitely, you should go on our A-grade team. Which... Good for you. Now, you finished school. Yes, yep. Did well at sport. Top student amongst 1,600 boys in three subjects. What are you doing now? So I'm currently on my gap year. Um, what the hell is a gap year? I never heard of it. <laughs> just between, I guess, travel for a year. Um, so I'm in Australia now, obviously, and September I'm going to Japan to learn Japanese um, for until December. And next year I plan to do uni, um, probably a degree in construction, but I'm still looking for opportunities. I'm very open to different options. Um, yeah. So you're travelling around Australia. Are you working in Australia? Yeah, I actually just recently got a job. Thanks for fitting me in for this interview because it's been pretty pretty busy around my mm. schedule. Um, yeah, and that's doing sign writing, um, which is Quite, I found quite interesting, strangely. Because you got top in graphic design. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, we did a lot of architecture for graphics, mm -hmm. so it's a bit different, but, yeah, it's the same. I had a summer job before I left to come to Australia, which was in the construction industry, and I, I found it, I find it quite similar to that. Mm. Similar. When you say in the construction industry, is that building houses or something else? Yeah, that 
I kind of, I went to a local construction company and said, could I help out? I want to do a degree in construction. I think it'd be good to get some experience in the industry. So they said, yeah, sure, we'll get you as like a mix of uh, labouring on site and admin in the office to get a wow. big overview of what's happening. And you took yourself off to the business to do that? Yes, yeah, and put on my <laughs> like a flash shirt and a tie and dressed up nice and went to them. And I had to go back a second time to um, – I know to revisit, I guess, and give them my CV again, but they took it because they were pretty busy. So, yeah. Well, you got the job. And have you tried to learn Japanese at school or anything? Or is it new? No, they, they didn't actually offer it at my high school, but um, I've been the friend I'm staying with currently, she's fluent in Japanese. And so, over lockdown as well, I. Um, Tanya and I arranged Zoom calls once a week to do Japanese. Mm, good for you. So you're going to get uh, – and what's your goal with learning Japanese? Why do you, why Japanese in particular? I kind of thought – I was keen to learn a language and thought that Japan's pretty – it's a pretty good country for business and yeah. producing things, so I thought – why not pick a language that's will be helpful in business in the future and also um yeah just good that's for you. pretty much good for pretty you. much well it. tanya you must be very yes. very proud of your son oh absolutely i mean i'd be proud of him for any one of those many things he's achieved in at 18 yeah. And and he's a great credit to your motherhood, may I say. Well, people say that and I say I'm just really lucky because I got a good one. Yeah, no, there's a bit <laughs> of that too, I think. But um you gotta get a good one. You gotta have good genes and then but you've got to like a plant, you've got to provide a good environment. Now, <clears throat> are you missing him? Uh well we talk pretty much, I don't know, either daily or every second day on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, one of the things I said to him, because he's been so busy with, he mentioned hockey, but, I mean, there was a year there where he was in four different hockey teams. So it was hockey every single day of the week with practices. And one year he also was in a soccer team. And he also does whitewater kayaking. And we also both were playing roller hockey. And then school, and then he had a part-time job and the lawns. So for years, it was busy, busy, busy. So I said to him, just go and be a teenager. Mm. Just, you know, just chill, go to some concerts, hang out with people, do stuff like that. So he's been doing some odd jobs and stuff like that. But actually, just before this call, Rodney, he he phoned me, um, you know, because I said, we're, we're having a chat about this. And he said, yeah, so, yeah, I'm probably, yeah, I'm just taking the day off. And I said, Jim, do you think you've caught my disease where you can't just sit down and have the day off? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, actually, Carol, who's the, um, her husband, said, yeah, I think you've caught that disease off, off your mother and off Carol <laughs> where you can't just sit and relax. Now, so, tell me yes, I do miss him, absolutely. That was a very long answer to that. But I really want him to 
Fly. Go see the world. Go do what he wants. Follow his mm-hmm. his dreams. And I just want to add, way, way back when he was about, I don't know, 13, 14 like us, his plan was I'm going to get um, get in the black sticks for hockey and then I'm going to get headhunted by a European team and I'll play for a team in Europe, right? So, mm-hmm. And I went, cool, that sounds great. So the fact that he got invited to go and play in this team, I was like, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. And what's the prospect for the black sticks? I don't know. Oh. I have to ask Lucas about that. What do you think, Lucas? Well, whether I want to, are you saying? Or are you I good enough? To. Yeah, I'd say not quite yet, but if I train really hard, I think I'm – Wow. If I did that as a full-on career, for, well, for while I'm still young, I feel like it's definitely possible. And is it an ambition still? Yeah, I'd say so. Getting into it, I think the uni is like a – backup of kind of just a solid foundation for mm. I know just a job in the future or business in the future and then I can go do stuff outside of that um, and then if I get nice. selected I can go play for Europe in Europe for a club or New Zealand yeah good on you well, can I just add can I just add one more thing about the hockey thing um, he's. I mean, what, you asked before, what do you, what does it take to be a good hockey player? You need to be motivated and driven, which he is. During lockdown as well, he had decided he was going to university in Auckland, hadn't decided quite what he was doing, um, but the reason he picked Auckland is because the best hockey clubs are in Auckland, uh-huh. and he found uh, an apartment to rent that was near the university, plotted it all out and said, so there's a hockey turf here, there's a hockey turf there, um, and there's a supermarket around the corner from this apartment. And so I will um, go to university and then I'll join one of these clubs and that's how I'm getting in the black sticks. This was like three years ago. I said, you know that apartment's not going to be there in three years, eh? He goes, yeah, but that's my plan. I've got it all mapped out. There'll be one like it. Now tell me about the lockdown. How was that? And this is why we have you on the show, because you developed something that would be of interest to our listeners. Well, yeah, well- Let's go with Tanya first, Lucas. Okay. Well, to be honest, I, you know, I, I bet you've heard a lot of people say I enjoyed it. Um, there, and part of that was because we were so busy all of the time, it was a um, forced pause. Mm. And so, and there was lots of stuff that had to be done around the house. Um, Lucas managed to get me to ride a bike, which I'm not really keen on. Um, so we would go for a bike ride every day, take the dog for a bike ride, um, she couldn't actually, she was very unfit, so we'd have to carry her in a backpack until Lucas made a trailer for his bike, welded a trailer for his bike for her. But there was also, you know, we did tons of stuff around the house. We ate well, um, we rested, we hung out. I kind of liked it. Mm. Because previous to the lockdown, you were in the car, boom, boom, here, bang, pick them up, oh, look at your watch, oh, here, here, go home, oh, cook tea, oh, get into bed. Yep. And your day was gone, yep. but you loved that too. You love being uh, busy. I think we both like being busy, and it's also a skill to learn to sit and relax, which is, mm. I think, both of us quite kind. Of, but I mean, we would have afternoons. We would lie on the couch with a blanket and watch a movie, and mm. that was something that wasn't fitted into our lives much. Mm. Mm. And talk. Yeah. 
And you started a, you started a web page, Lucas. Yes. So um, in lockdown, since we had quite a bit of time, I was actually looking up ways to make a product that can be made once to a high quality and then sold multiple times. Mm-hmm. So that we could do it in lockdown, and then once we come out of lockdown, it keeps selling. Yeah. And that was build your own business kit. Um, yes. Which is just an online course that Tanya and I made. That took a lot longer than we thought. <laughs> we thought originally maybe a weekend or a week. Well, that was me, sorry. Tanya knew it would take ages, but I thought maybe over a week in lockdown, we could get it all filmed and edited made but um tell us yeah, about the, tell us about your concept for the course and tell us about the course that you've made yeah essentially it's teaching parents actually rather than the kids it applies to both but teaching the parents to encourage or how to create an environment similar to tanya did uh, similar to what tanya did for me um where you enable your kid to make a business and, and keep pushing them and grow a hard work ethic and give them the opportunity to and that's a that's a course born of experience right yeah yeah because you did it for 10 years so it's not yeah. like it's not like someone from university saying oh here's how you do this or a psychologist this is a mother and a son a mother who created the environment for an eight-year-old boy, which is extraordinary, I might say, start a business mowing lawns, but not just mowing the neighbor's lawn, but actually setting it up as a business, working out its costs and its prices, working out how it's all going to go, and then to sustain that business as it needs refreshing and prices to go up for 10 years and to keep at it when it's wet, when it's dry, when it's cold, when you're tired, and um, when you're busy. Yeah. And would you say now, as a result of having that lawnmower business, you will be a business owner one day? Yeah, I would say I'd be quite keen to own a business. Um, Because most kids don't go through school thinking of owning their own business they always think of getting a good job yeah but to me i'm trying to bring my kids up to go through school thinking of owning a business and i say to them what would you rather do work for people or have them work for you yeah and be a billionaire yeah yeah i'd say the lawn mowing business definitely helps that because at one point i actually thought about hiring staff and getting some of my 12-year-old friends to come over yes. the lawn as well. <laughs> you could have franchised it even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you could have done, you could have expanded your business. No, it's exactly right. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, Tanya, tell me about the course from your perspective as mum, because you're the star of the show. You created the environment. Uh, well, Lucas came to me with this idea. He goes, "Hey Tanya, why don't we build a training program to teach biz- uh, kids? Uh, sorry, to teach parents how to build their own business, kid." And I went, 
oh my god that's genius mm. why haven't I thought of that <laughs> which actually and and that bit there is very significant because he came up with the idea because of the environment that had been mm. brought up in you know to mm. look for opportunities um and so immediately I said to Lucas this is going to be more than a month it took um the best part of a year to film all the modules and put it all together and edit it. And, and then all of our spare time was spent working on this Build Your Own Business Kid training program. But what I think we both didn't realise is how much he got out of it. It wasn't about money and it wasn't about mowing lawns. There were so many things that he actually had gotten out of running his own little business. It was, you know, his confidence was built up, his communication with adults was good. Um, he... When he said just, you know, he's he's very humble, my boy, oh, I got top of accounting. He only took accounting at school in the last year, in his very wow. last year, and got top. So he had learned all of the accounting concepts and business concepts through running his business. Mm. So for me, um, you know, there was it was fun doing it. There was times it wasn't fun <laughs> doing it, but most of it was fun. Um, but I was quite shocked, and I think Lucas might be too. I was like, wow, you have gotten so much out of this. And what I had gotten out of it, of having a business kid, like he'd pushed me, he pushed me to grow. Mm. You know, I was it's like, a wonderful you know, I've gone down this road. It's a wonderful thing that we don't think about, isn't it? Uh, um, about entrepreneurialism and uh, having customers and performing a service and earning your money, keeping account of your money, keeping account of your costs, all of these things that you can learn from a humble business of mowing lawns. It's extraordinary. And um, you learn that. You can't learn that if you get a job, you know, working for someone. But when you're mowing the lawns, you, well, you learn a lot working for someone, but you learn so much more by having the business as a kid, right? Mm, absolutely. And the project yeah. is real. You do. You, I notice the kids at school, they do all these projects, but they're sort of play projects. But when you're running a business, it's a real business because people are giving you real money and they want a real job done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I mean... The people he's worked for, you know, he just also very humbly said, I got a job in a construction company, um, you know, for this construction company. Or I had, after he'd been there for, what, three months, four months or something, and he was yeah. getting ready to leave, the own, the boss of the company rang me to tell me what a fantastic worker he was, what a great lad he was. Um, he oh. just fits into any job. Oh. You tell him to do this, he goes and does it. He he looks at things, he notices things, he doesn't walk past that piece of paper on the floor and not pick it up. Oh. And it's, all of you're that is come from <laughs> and uh, even in Australia, um my friend sent me a um screenshot of a a comment that the neighbor had had sent her. Um, that, oh, my God, whoever, you know, Lucas had gone and done some work in her yard, water blasting or something or other, and she'd said, whoever parents raised this boy, they should be so proud. There you go. What well, My yard looks amazing. And all of those things. Not It's not just from lawn mowing. I think it was from, you know, it's from things like, hey, you haven't got a, done a good job there, Lucas. Go and do that again. Either do so it properly what, or don't what, do it. What should be happening is that there are parents listening to the show there are grandparents listening to the show 
and they should say, actually, I think little Sam or little Samantha, this would be right up her street or his street um, in terms of preparing her uh, to be a good citizen. And they don't have to go through the hard learning process too much because there's a little bit of guidance at the start. They can go onto your webpage. How do they find your webpage? Uh, it's well, it's the course is on Udemy. Udemy, I don't know what that is. You have to tell yeah. everyone. What oh, that is. it's a Lucas actually, Lucas knows, knows more about this. Lucas, than, he did Udemy? all the research for this. Yeah. I, I did the um click clack of the thing going, um, what do you call it? Action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell Lucas, me what Udemy um, is. Lucas, how do I find you explain your show? Um, Udemy is an online marketplace for all the different courses people create from any course that you can think of, pretty much. Um, oh, really? How do you spell yeah. Udemy? Uh, U-D-E-M-Y. Actually, I have heard of that. I have seen that. Udemy. Nice. So I go yeah. on to Udemy, and then how do I find your particular course? Um, the easiest way would be to search it up in the search bar at the top. Yes, what is? Build your own business kit, and it will show up at the top there. Build your own business kit. And is there a little bit of an introduction that I can see about what I'm getting for my money? Yeah, we've put some introduction videos in like a, almost like a trailer somewhere. I've seen them. I've seen yeah. them. Very, very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Now, what's it cost, the course? I believe it's currently at 30 New Zealand dollars. Or uh, no. Thirty US dollars, my bad. No, no, it's less than that. Is it? I was looking Sorry. at it last night. I thought I saw. They keep. I, th I thought I saw nineteen dollars. Yeah, it's less like us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. it's a very reasonable price because I was thinking about. I've got three kids. I'm thinking ten years mowing lawns. You know, I'm doing the sums, but of course, that's rude because. The reason for doing this is to produce good citizens. And that is to say, citizens that grow up with respect for themselves and for others, respect for a day's job, and a respect for money and what you have to do to get it, and not to take anything of that for granted. And I think, Lucas, you have grown up with that, and you're a great credit to yourself and to your mum. And I think if you can market this to our listeners and to other people, we would have a better future than we otherwise would. So you're, you're doing good. You're making money doing good, which is how it works, right? You know, people are only going to yeah. pay you if they get their lawns mowed and they feel good about their lawns and then you get the money. And so both are better off. Well, you're doing a great thing here because you're encouraging parents to get their kids to learn the sort of skills they need to be successful in life. And here you are, you're about, you're in Australia on your own at 18 and you're working, uh, you're making your way in sport. You're off to Japan to learn Japanese and I'm sure you'll get work there. And you're potentially off to Europe uh, to play hockey on a sponsorship deal and go to university. How exciting is your life? 
Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And it all started eight years old mowing lawns, picking up a hockey stick. Yep. Isn't it great? Well, uh, everyone, if you want to have a look at that, check it out because it is quite fun. I saw the promo, Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y, and then build your own business kit. Just have a look at the promotion and send it round on social media because I'm sure you'll know people that will be thinking, oh, you know, a bit worried about, you know, so-and-so, my son, what can he do, yada, 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 yada. Start a business, you know, do something. There's a lot of people down the road that need jobs done. Um, get them out there doing gardening jobs. It'd be fantastic. I look yeah. forward to hearing from you, Lucas. I want to hear how you get on in Australia. I want to hear how you yeah. get on in Japan. Uh, I think you've got a bright future, but here's the thing. It's only just starting, and it's yes. going to get even better, but especially with your attitude and especially if you work hard. Tanya, you're an inspiration as a mum. Thank you. I feel as though you need to do a video, you to me, on how to be a good mum, which is to love your child unconditionally, to support your child unconditionally, but not to over-mother them. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yes. Because um, I don't think we're doing too good a job at that when I look around around me self around me around me around the around the country i see mothers who are smothering their children and not letting them be adults uh, i think there's a huge assumption that kids are well they actually i think people underestimate kids they're capable mm. of all sorts of things if you give them the opportunity and yeah. they'll follow your lead mm. One of the so, silly things I do too with kids is I think, oh, well, you know, I'm worried that if I get them working, mowing lawns and that, that, you know, their school will suffer. But what Lucas showed is it's not a zero-sum game. He worked, uh, he did sport, and he did very well at school. So um, it, it's it's not a one or the other. Uh, you can do everything. And indeed, uh, by working, uh, you could create the conditions and an attitude towards work that allow them to succeed in their studies and in their sport. Mm. Yes. And, and I mean, another bonus that's come out of this is he's developed really good relationships. Mm. And I think um, living online these days, um, a lot of people are missing out on how do you develop a good relationship. And he's, you know, he's he belongs to a kayak club. He goes away on kayak trips with who I call his old mates. Mm. They're all basically retired um, because I think because he's learned how to develop relationships, how to communicate with people. That's another, I think that's a huge thing that he's gotten out of it. Mm. Well, um, I think all of that's true, and I'm very impressed. You're on Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. You're on Radley Check Radio. We've been talking to Tanya and Lucas Chapel on how to build your own business kit. You can go and find that at Udemy. Just search, go to Udemy. It's a web page and search for Build Your Own Business Kit. Let's do that. Imagine if we brought, a, brought up a generation of business kids and had kids who could actually fend for themselves, employ others, uh, run businesses, uh, rather than hang around shopping malls gazing at their phones. Thank you very much. It was Tanya Chapel and Lucas Chapel, And there's Lucas, off in Australia, off to Japan, potentially off to Europe playing soccer, ah, hockey, and 
back to New Zealand to study. What a great young man. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m.